Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. The highs and the lows of the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. So welcome to the show, everybody. September 15th, 2020. March, April, May, June, July, August, September. We are in, wow, wait, there's no way. March to April, April to May, May to June, June, July, July to August, August. We are in six months. Six months of staying at home. It was March 15th where I basically said, I'm home. I'm done. I'm done with everything that's going on in the world. We may open up at some point, but COVID is here and it's here to stay. March 15th, 49 days until Election Day. If you have not registered to vote, you are going to hear this from me every week until the election. Vote. I don't care who you're voting for. I mean, I do. And I wish you would vote for Biden. And I wish you would vote Democrat so we can end most of this crap that's going on. But at the same time, this will be, in my opinion, the most important election of our lifetimes. So vote. Exercise that constitutional right to vote. And we have made this far more of a political show this year than we ever have in the past. And a lot of that has to do with COVID, but at the same time, that should just tell you from the guy that hates talking politics how important this is. 49 days, ladies and gentlemen. Get your ass up off your couch. You can mail it in. You can go there. You can absentee. You can do a thousand different ways to vote. But if you don't vote, you have no excuse. It's on you if you don't get what you want. It's completely on you. And I don't care if you are in New York and your vote supposedly doesn't matter because they always go Democrat. Or you're in Alabama and your vote doesn't matter because they always go Republican. Don't care. You don't exercise the right to vote. You have lost the ability to complain, at least to me. Seth is somewhere. It's September 15th, so he is... Busy with taxes these 15th days. So he's got one in September. He's got one in October. Hopefully they are not the same. And before we kick off the sports, I would like to wish everybody that is celebrating, and Seth is one of those people, myself included, a very happy and healthy New Year. The Jewish New Year is this upcoming weekend. Lashana Tova Tikbatenu. And, Yeah. I mean, a new year hopefully comes some better because right now we all need a little bit of better. And the Islanders need a little bit of better tonight. And my brother, my older brother, who we have heard on the show, uh, he's of Islander fandom, um, called me. Congratulations on getting a job, Mitch, especially during COVID. Really difficult. So good on you. 
And but more importantly, he calls me up and he goes, I've been trying to get a hold of this one guy to have dinner with. He's in town this week. Um, so we're going to do the whole six feet across, six feet apart dinner. But I'm going to have to miss the game. So, or he actually said the loss. And I don't think they're going to lose tonight. I think they are, they're down 3-1. I think they'll win tonight. They'll lose in game six. And I'll be disappointed. But if you asked me in March if I would have been disappointed had they made the Eastern Conference Finals, I would have said no. But he said to me quite bluntly, he goes, if they score, text me woo. And if they, don't, and if they get scored upon, just text me shit. And I said, does that mean you don't want me to text you at all? He goes, no, text me the word shit and the score. Okay, Mitch, I got you. So that's tonight. Last night, we saw the Giants in a feeble attempt to bring home a win to the New Jersey teams. And the day before, on Sunday, we saw the Jets in one of the absolute worst performances I have ever seen on a football field. I mean, it was deplorable. It was disgusting. I actually had uh, people over from my complex, um, Jets, Bills, I get YouTube TV, so I get the, uh, the New York stations here down in Atlanta since my brother has YouTube TV up in New York. And it was awful just watching that team. There's no continuity. There's no offense. There's certainly no defense. The special teams wasn't much better either. And the, and the coaching? Oh, J-E-T-S. Just end the season. We're back with just end the season. I mean, it's that bad. It's really that bad. We're already there, and we're in week one, ladies and gentlemen. Week one. And I know my voice is going higher, but it's true. Week one, and I'm already saying I cannot wait for this to be over. My Lord. Already. Week one. And then I go and watch the Giants last night, and I can't say that was any better. <laughs> In fact, the only th- reason to watch the Giants is Saquon Barkley. And he did great. And after a day full of um, food poisoning, it was good to uh, actually be awake and watch some football. And then the Seth and Strong Sports Radio Show ekes out a win in their first win of the year, Derrick Henry putting up over 100 yards in the latter game, but I was already asleep. Seth stayed up for the game. Uh, not, not me. No way. I was done. But we eke out a win, and, of course, our, uh, our nightmare comes true yesterday in that James Conner gets hurt with a – uh, sprained ankle. Supposedly that will not hinder him going forward. And good, good on uh, Seth, who suggested that we pick up his backup this year instead of bidding eighty-five dollars in the first free agent auction. So we do have Benny now. We should be okay. But yeah, um, thanks, James. Uh, you kind of ruined me in my other league last night, where all I needed was ten points. But alas, no. But we eked out the win. We wouldn't have beaten any other team in the entire league except for the one that we did win, or we did beat. So that's good. 
And if you're, if you're looking for takeaways from week one, first of all, let's look no further than Tom Brady down in Tampa, who did not have a good game. Well, he was playing in New Orleans, did not have a good game. Uh, Chris Godwin, not have a good game. Michael Evans, not a good game. Ronald Jones, a good game. If you're looking to pick up a running back, not bad. But uh, Breeze and those New Orleans Saints definitely had great games. Uh, other teams that you look at and you go, wow, that either good or bad. Uh, New England, the Cam Newton show in full effect. Bill Belichick, at least for one week, proving that he doesn't necessarily need Tom Brady. Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger definitely looked back in form last night. And uh, Aaron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers. And I will will take this one on the chin, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't have Seth here, but I will take it on the chin in that for our Fantasy League draft last week, which happened at the conclusion of this show, We talked about, Seth and I have this strategy, or at least we did, because we're definitely changing it next year, of not drafting stars. We generally don't draft anybody that's over $30 or $35. And because of that, we hang on to our three keepers, and then we go for the middle draft. We generally get one or two good players, like last year we got Derrick Henry and Chris Godwin. We got some good players but we don't generally have the Aaron Rodgers of the world or the Tom Brady's in his prime or the Drew Brees or the Saquon Barkley's or those guys that are going for 50 or $60. We just don't have them on our team. And this year, Seth wanted to go get Devontae Adams, and I put the kibosh on it. And we wound up with a, with a pretty stellar crew. I, I like our team. I don't think our team is fantastic. I think, as Seth said, our team will make the playoffs. And you can judge it for yourself. Um, I'm going to get it up right here. We won 123 to 113. Um, Our team is the quarterbacks, as we normally take three or four quarterbacks. Remember, two-quarterback league. Uh, Grant Minshew, Jared Goff, Aaron Rodgers, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and we sat, yes, we sat Aaron Rodgers this week. It would have been a whole lot easier had we played him. Uh, our running backs are James Conner, uh, Derek Henry, Barton Scott, who plays, who is the backup when Miles Sanders is hurt, Kareem Hunt, who is my uh, Swiss Army Knife this year. I think he is going to be have a great year. Uh, and Benny Snell backing up one James Conner, and our wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen, Marvin Jones, Terry McLaurin, and Scotty Miller with DB, Debo Samuel on the, on the bench, on the injured reserve, and our tight end is Darren Waller, who we picked up last year and did very well with. Um, is this a great team? No. Is this a team that can make the playoffs? I think so. I think we have a pretty solid team. Uh, We're going to have to make some defensive substitutions as we have some injuries this week, Um, and we'll have to deal with that. But overall, what Seth was asking me to do last week was to make a selection that went a little bit above 
my risk threshold. And the unfortunate part of my risk threshold is I don't really go above it very often. I just don't. I, uh, I am who I am. I'm risk averse, both in fantasy football and everything else. And so Devontae Adams would have been a risky pick. At, I think we would have gotten at 40. And would he have looked a lot better than Marvin Jones last week? Absolutely. And, well, Devontae Adams looked better than probably 80% of the fantasy league players last week. And Aaron Rodgers, who we got at 21, good pick. And we didn't play him last week versus Minnesota. But you know what? I'm not going to take a hit for that. I think that I didn't believe he would have a good game against Minnesota. Minnesota definitely game plans well for him. This week he plays Detroit at home, and we will be playing Aaron Rodgers without any doubt whatsoever. We have actually a very good matchup this week, and I like it. But the fact of the matter is highs and lows, right? So we had a good week. I went 2-1. and one. I think Seth went either 4-1 and one or 5-0. and oh. He had a great week. I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I don't know where Seth is right now, and uh, I'm, I'm still feeling a little bit under the weather. So I'm going to try and make it for about another 10, 15 minutes. If he does a show, we're going to end the show early. It's just the way that's going to work. Um, okay. So congratulations. Let's move on to hockey for a little bit. Congratulations to the Dallas Stars. Wow. Okay. If you were going to tell me a team that was going to make the Stanley Cup Finals when this whole thing started up, the Dallas Stars were not in that. Beating the Las Vegas Knights was a great accomplishment, especially with Robin Leonard playing as well as he did. Now, what's the so that's the high, right? And the low, personally for me, is that the Islanders match up fantastically with the Dallas Stars. Fantastically with the Dallas Stars. And the Dallas Stars match up fantastically with the New York Islanders. But neither team matches up well with Tampa Bay. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again. It's like the Islanders and Stars are are or will be playing NHL 92, and Tampa Bay is playing NHL 94 for Sega. It's an updated, a much faster game, and they know how to play it. But congratulations to the Dallas Stars. I hope you guys I, – look, if Tampa Bay makes the finals, I will not be rooting for them. <laughs> I will be Kane Hoxter. I will be totally on your bandwagon for Dallas. I hope that they win. What, so we, we move on from hockey to baseball. In baseball, you know and I know uh, – well, you know if you've listened to this program – that I have said that this year has been a complete and total farce. Yes, still believe that. Still believe that. And even more so after the news today. So if you have not been paying attention to the news, and there are a lot of people that don't, including myself, throughout the day, there has been a decision made that the playoffs, playoffs will all be played in one stadium. So... As part of an agreement finalized Tuesday, I'm reading this on the Associated Press, 
The Division Series, League Championship Series, and World Series will be part of a bubble designed to minimize exposure to the coronavirus, which has decimated the regular season and limited it to 30 games. Uh, sorry, 60 games. The best of three first round of the postseason expanded from 10 to 16 teams, editorial, from me, not from the, not from the AP, but 16 teams in a 30-team league, league means more than half the teams make the playoffs, end of editorial, will be at the top-seeded team. So the first best of three will be at the top seed. The World Series will be a globe-life park in Arlington, which is a retractable roof stadium with artificial turf. The American League Championship Series will be at San Diego's Petco Park, and the National League will be at Globe Life Park. And that's meant so San Diego, if they make the playoffs, will not have home field, nor will Texas, who plays in Texas. The AL Division Series will be at San Diego and Los Angeles' Dodgers Stadium. And the NL Series will be played at Globe Life and Houston's Minimake Park. Off days were eliminated for the Division and League Championship Series, which will stress pitching and put emphasis on deeper rotations. The two traditional off days were retained for the World Series. Texas is last in the AL West, so in all likelihood, they will not even be making the playoffs, even with this. Another farce. No home field advantage. I love Petco Park, but Petco Park is one of the worst stadiums for hitters. It's an amazing pitching environment, but really bad for hitters. So American League teams who are who are gunning for DH, well, everybody's got the DH, but who are hitting teams, maybe the Yankees going there, might not have been as likely to get there. And then the National League, which is played in Texas, um, and Minute Maid, Minute Maid and Globe Life, both play to hitters. So it's pretty much the flip side of what it normally is. Okay, so that's how much of a farce is. So, again, we go from lows to highs to lows to highs. And for high, for me, the Mets have a new owner. Well, at least in principle. So Steve Cohen, who we talked about in March or February when he was supposedly going to buy the Mets and then the Wilpons wanted some five years of of control before that. Yeah, that went out the window. So Steve Cohen, once again, uh, formerly of SAC Capital Advisors, uh, worth about $12 billion with a B, dollars, has signed in principle to purchase the Mets, and now it goes before the the whole league to see what – sorry, both leagues – all of the baseball owners to be voted in, but how many voters are not voted in when you have $12 billion? But I guess we shall see. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's been 20 minutes. And like I said, I'm getting over being sick. So I am going to log off for now. And we will catch you again next week. Uh, Once again, a very happy and healthy New Year to all those that are celebrating And for those that are playing fantasy football, well, good luck again. Um, Hopefully we have a week two and a week three, and coronavirus does not catch up. So far, so good. But you know my stance that football will not end uh, well. 
But then again, I said that about baseball, and I was wrong. So for Seth and Sean, Seth Kamins, Sean Palmer, BackSportsPage.com, Blog Talk Radio, and next week we will see you with Seth Kamins. Have a good day, everybody, and go Islanders.